Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live today from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Give them a call, 801-280-3110. Find out what they can do for you. You can also go online, rgsutahsighting.com. Time to talk a little Utah Jazz basketball. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend, our good friend Craig Bowler-Jack. What's up, Bowler? Jake, uh, what's happening? Gordon, what's going on? Well, first of all, did you have a happy birthday, Bowler? Yes, I did. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Another year uh, younger? I didn't get any trouble. Uh, but, yeah, I feel I feel like, you know, that's, you know, I feel 45, 46. Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep well, by that lie. Tell you what, man, if I could, uh, you know, I don't feel, you know, it's just, it's the thing is, you just wish, and I think you know, listeners understand. It, it's just like, why, ha- why the hell do the joints hurt? Why, why? <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry, but that's uh, you know what? If I could, if if my leg, my knees were good, I'd feel, I'd feel, I'd feel pretty dang good. Well, you know what it is? It's uh, all that hard work you did out on mm-hmm. the North Forty back. Yeah, on the, the North day. Forty. Yeah, yeah, the back, the knees, too much digging poles and brush hogging, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> when I was a when I was a cow wrestler on the in the rodeo circuit, <laughs> yeah, all those that, things. If we get that barn cleaned up, no, it's it's halfway. I just haven't had a chance with COVID to really go where I want to go with it. I don't know if I ever will. It's a big job. It's a big <laughs> job. But I got a floor down. But I need some inner work. Outside looks pretty good. It's uh-huh. really the walls that concern me a little bit. So. It's not going to crumble anytime soon, uh, uh, soon, but unless the big one hits, and then I'm, we all may be in trouble. <laughs> Bowler, uh, help the Jazz fans out. Who should they be rooting for tonight between the Lakers and the Warriors? Uh, I would say the Lakers, so they take seven and go play Phoenix and let those two battle it out, LeBron, if he's healthy. Uh, but look, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to go through it somewhere somehow, but. Um, you know, and see what the Memphis Golden State combination. I guess I'm assuming that San Antonio would lose, right? So that would be the the second night matchup, and and the Lakers would go on to the seventh spot, and then you got Curry and company against John Morant uh, battling for the eighth spot. But look, something's going to happen in the NBA's first round. There's great teams one through nine. I mean, the Spurs hobbled through this season, but look, you, you can't ever count out Popovich in my book uh, in 25 years of coaching but you're going to have upsets in round one and I think you know again the teams that are focused and healthy and that's you know we the first step was with Mike coming back you know again Donovan has an extra five days six days uh, this week uh, to, to formulate and uh, reintroduce himself to, to practice and etc and again 
Jazz have been quiet on that to this point, but you have to assume ready to go, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm no doctor. You hope that's the case, and they've been cautious. But a full-strength Utah Jazz team will be uh, as dangerous as any team in the NBA if they, if they walk in there healthy. And they have the home crowd, which they've fought their tails off for to get there as number one. Uh, to to be the best team record-wise in the NBA and to win the West uh, through, by the way, through uh, losing Donovan for 16 and Mike multiple games this year, they've had to show, and I don't think the league is totally understands uh, the depth of the Jazz and how they were able with Quinn Snyder's direction to get here. I mean, I think it's a great story. It also should bring, I think, more confidence the fact that the depth, the experience, the Niangs, the Joes, the Clarksons, even the Trent Forrests who have shown the floor for more minutes has proven the Jazz can still survive and get through. Now, look, a seven-game series is brutal. It comes at you fast, and you have to make adjustments. But if the Jazz are, are healthy, the depth of this team, I still think, will play a factor uh, in the end game. Well, you were talking about the Lakers there, and uh, I think both the Lakers and Warriors uh, present their challenges. But everyone seems, not everyone, but uh, there are a number of people who have expressed a real fear of the Lakers. I think the Lakers are really good when they're healthy. And if they are healthy, if they are matched up against the Jazz in that first round, I would find it fascinating. And, And I get it. I understand. Oh, no, don't want that to happen. But, but. If the Jazz were able to beat the Lakers, oh yeah, uh, that would present a, a boost in confidence that I think might take them further than it would be the other way around. You know, I tell you, the other part of this story or discussion point to Jake is this, right? If you do get the Lakers 1-8 and Donovan's guarantee of never again and it doesn't come out that way, then you go, wow. First round meant nothing. Best record of the NBA meant nothing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just I'm thinking out loud how some fans think, and I've thought about this myself. What's the best path? How do you say, okay, we've taken another step? And I think, again, there is something with the Lakers and the Jazz history for one, but now you add LeBron into the mix, who is the reigning NBA champion. Um, again, I think there's just that uh uh-oh kind of mentality, right? Again, this game is so intriguing with what Steph Curry has done in the last 30 games of this season, basically has run the table offensively uh, in this league. I mean, he makes it look easy, which is scary. Um, Can you maintain it? Uh, You know, that's, that's the next question. But uh, tonight's game is so intriguing on two really – you know, formidable players, former Hall of Famers, multiple NBA champs, and MVP trophies on their table. Uh, it's it's really almost old school if Clay Thompson was playing in the Lakers and AD. You know, it almost has a sense of a Western Conference final if it was another time. But, it, man, it's a couple of heavyweights if they're all healthy. Uh, and we'll see how one game plays out, by the way. It's a one game, you know, hit and miss. Either you're on or you're off. And that's that's going to be the beauty of these play-in games, which I think, again, Gordon and Jake, we talked about it last week. Are they here to stay? With all the hype that you're talking about or hearing about around the league, yeah, I think they are. 
Bowler, um, I know Andy Larson did a story about uh, the statistically in the analytics talking about Rudy Gobert having uh, one of the, if not the best defensive seasons uh, in, in NBA history. And it's, it's really interesting. And, um, you know, to talk about why or how he made that leap, we go to another piece done by Chris Mannix. He did a, a long uh, story about the Jazz released in Sports Illustrated yesterday where he told a story, and this is kind of what I want to get your reaction to. He told a story about how Rudy was an advocate for the Jazz mm-hmm. to bring Derek Favors back to the team mm-hmm. because last year he was worried about how thin they were and that if he got into foul trouble and had to come off the floor that the team was in so much trouble that he was advocating favors to come back so he could be more aggressive and he could not worry about it and play his game. I found that explanation uh, really fascinating. Why don't you get your yeah. reaction to that? No, totally. When I read it too, that's kind of, um, you know, they did a, he did a good job uh, getting some info out of there and letting the guy talk about who he is and what he needed and the impact he has. And I think he obviously realizes that, but, his aggression and how he needs to to get out on the three-point line, how he's able to use his feet to retreat back and and block shots off balance back at the baseline. I mean, he is more aggressive. There's no doubt. Nothing against Tony Bradley, but again, to make the next step, you have to have, I think, at that position, uh, a veteran who understands uh, and can come in and give 12 minutes. And D. Faves, the beauty here is that Derek knew coming in what his role was going to be. This wasn't like it was before. Like, look, I want more time. No, I went to New Orleans. I'm coming back, but I know the reasons why. And I think that's probably the most important thing, why it worked. Um, Players want to play, and they should. But, again, I think the Jazz made it very clear in those discussions and probably, you know, quoted Rudy, too, that we need you because we need backup minutes that we, you know, we don't try to lose a lead. Maybe we can maintain it or even build on it. But look, even when Rudy is off the floor, I think we've seen the analytics and the numbers too, Jake and Gordon, where we see the Jazz try to stay kind of just, okay, let's get through. Let's just get the eight points and, the, you know, the six rebounds from favors and the Gobert's impact becomes even more monumental because you see teams attack the paint, right, when Rudy's out. And they think that's their time to make a move. And if you can just stay balanced and try to not to give up a lead or at least add a, a bucket or two during that course of time, then it's a win. Uh, but, man, analytically, Jake, spot on. I don't. There's very few uh, stats that, that Rudy doesn't dominate. And there's still kind of a doubt, right, in the press, in some minds back east or maybe on the west coast some. I don't know. But, man, when I watch him play – uh, and again, I try to, you know, everyone says, well, you work for the Jazz. You, you know, you call games for the Jazz. Yeah, I do. But you know what? I also have the ability to watch the guy every night. Uh, he's amazing. Is he offensive? Sometimes. On the rim, is he getting better? I think so. Feet, movement, Euro step, you know, rolling to the rim. Yeah, I see more movement offensively than I ever have in his game. But I think a lot of times uh, that is part of the issue for voters. Is he one-dimensional? Uh, look, what is the defensive player of the year? That is an honor for the most disruptive defensive player in the NBA. And if there's anybody better, well, there'll be a few players who tell you who they are. But Rudy Gobert is the most dominant player in the NBA. Uh, there's no question. There is no question in my mind. 
So, Bowler, other than Rudy Gobert, what did you witness during the regular season that makes you most optimistic about what's going to happen in the playoffs? Depth, Gordon, comes right to my lips. And also the sixth man and Jordan Clarkson, uh, who's nonstop. Look, there are some who says he's a high-volume shooter. It's going to be interesting, Gordon, how those shots are distributed back into uh, Donovan's hands. Um, look, that's part of, you know, again, I wish that he could have played the last two games just again for the blending part of this and maybe figuring that out. But instead, you're going to have to do it in the postseason. But I think he understands who he is, what the Jazz need, and how this whole offense works. So I'm not as panicked about it, but still, I'm really intrigued on how this process will be. But to have a Conley Donovan Mitchell backcourt again, uh, changes the whole dynamics of how teams will defend. But when you're playing a team seven times, you make adjustments, which, again, Quinn is great making his own adjustments. If it's Steve Kerr, what a battle for coaching, right? If it is, uh, we'll have to wait and see until Friday. But uh, I, I'm, I'm a believer, you know, that uh, the Jazz depth and I think the change they made, Gordon and Jake, in the bubble last last summer, man, saying let's roll with the three and open it up in the green light by Quinn, which I didn't expect, honestly. I didn't expect this team to be so dynamic on the three-point line. But they have been consistent, mind you. 43 attempts, 17 makes, 39%. They flirted with 40 for a while. But that's who they are. And um, sometimes you get too locked in. With the three, I still am an old-school guy. I don't have a problem with a mid-range J, uh, and I think that's where Jordan Clarkson gives the Jazz some relief. I really do, and even Derek Favorites when he's on the floor. He still has that old-fashioned 15-foot baseline jumper that Malone delivered late in his career as well. So I think they're just balanced, um, and that's what's exciting for me. Craig Bowler Jack is with us uh, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Bowler, what do you think about uh, not knowing about Donovan's status? There's there's no way to know except for to ask your, your gut, I guess. But what do you think? Is he going to be uh, good to go on Sunday? My gut says yes. I, I don't know, and I wish I could tell Jazz fans yes, uh, but I don't know my gut. I'm a, I believe, you know, an ankle sprain can linger. You know, and again, I think the fear was after LeBron came back and tried it out and then took a step backwards, the Jazz don't want that to happen. Uh, because, look, once you dive into this, it's a long haul uh, to the Western Conference Finals and hopefully beyond. You know, this is the first time, you know, the Jazz were Boozer and D. Will and Memo got what to the West in 08. You have to double check me on that. And of course, uh, the old show me the title days of 97. In 98 with John and Carl and Hornacek and Coach Sloan. I mean, you know, look, through COVID, this is an incredible story to me. I mean, look what the Jazz have been through. I mean, they're the, the, the epicenter at the moment of Oklahoma City. Uh, the bubble, uh, the Donovan and Rudy story of will they coexist. Even the plane trip to Memphis that was hit by a flock of birds. Come on. I mean, this team as a team has gone through more emotional moments than I think – most teams could, you know, have in a, in a 10-year span. I mean, it's just been unbelievable. And it only makes them stronger as a unit, and they do have the same goal. People ask me this all the time on other shows around the country, like, come on, there has to be something, you know, there has to be something in that line. Now, I'll tell you, 
look, I haven't traveled. And if they, if there is, they, they, they don't talk about it, but from what I see, it's the most team concept in the NBA that we've seen probably since the old days of uh, Detroit and Vinny Johnson and the guys. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to see two all-stars, actually three and a six man potentially. And a coach like Quinn Snyder get this done. And I think the bigger factor guys will be our, our, our fan base. Look, there's a, you're number one for a reason. The jazz were lucky to have some fans in the building. Now they've built it to 13,000. Awesome. This time last year, it was a mess. Uh, and we were just lucky that we got through each and every day. But to put 13,000 fans in the stands in the late month, the late weeks of May uh, to, to celebrate the Jazz best season uh, says a lot. And I think it's going to play a major factor with uh, the fan base of Salt Lake and beyond. Um, and use it wisely. Use it well, because I think fans are ready to roll, ready to go. Well, Lord, I want to circle back on the Donovan thing one more time. Did you uh, – do the Jazz know? Do the Jazz know whether he's going to be absolutely ready to go, or is there some doubt, do you think, still? Uh, even you know, amongst I, those on the inside. Well, no, I think the inside – you know, the insiders all know. Um, as you know, from the days of Scotty Layden to Kevin O'Connor and now to Dennis and, um, you know, Z uh, – it's 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 just very tightly kept on on those things. They they protect players and the injuries in in a very big way. And you know some players may say no, man. Let's let's go ahead and and open the door. But I think I think the the franchise itself is just do they want to maybe concern the eighth seed and wonderment maybe, or do they just want to just you know let let Donovan just continue the process. And you know what? We used to be able to go to practices and, you know, shoot arounds, which I haven't been to in what, 14, 15, 16 months. You know, the Zoom is all you really get a chance to, to, to see and hear uh, from the franchise. Uh, and hopefully that will change one day soon. But, you know, my gut still says this guy's a competitor. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a high level ankle, not high ankle, but a high level sprain. I mean, you could tell. Uh, and Donovan, I think, too, uh, at least in the NBA, Gordon had been injured that I can think of to that degree. I mean, he's had this and that, was out, what, a couple of games for concussion protocol. Uh, but I think this was obviously one of those times where he had to kind of evaluate how his body responds and how he would go through treatment. But, again, I go with gut. I say, man, I could be wrong, but I, I really believe the Jazz will be full uh, full steam ahead come opening night or opening afternoon. Still don't know when we play on Sunday. How about that? Let's hope for afternoon, Bowler. What do you say? Let's, yeah, I'll let's, take let's afternoon. Let's put that into the universe. Let's get an <laughs> afternoon game going. Yeah, a little one thirty tip maybe. Yeah. Uh, get home in time for some uh, late chow and, and, you know, celebrate a W. Yeah, absolutely. Heck you yeah. know, Sunday games aren't that common, right, in Salt Lake, but here we go. I mean, when you're the, when you're top of the top of the heap, they put you in those time slots, and there'll be more, I'm sure, along the way. But, so. you know, I'm excited. I, I tell you, the Jazz did some marvelous things this year, and they had a difficult schedule in that first half and took care of business. Uh, they've survived the, the Conley and Donovan Mitchell injuries, and it's not often you lose your entire backcourt and you can still claim the number one seed, uh, you know, in the, in the NBA, which means, by the way, not only are you – 
if you go to the NBA Finals, you have the home court advantage surround. And that is quite telling of what, what this accomplishment is for this franchise. Bowler, you're the best. Thanks. We'll see you Sunday. Okay, guys. Take care. Thanks. See you, Bowler. You guys really think you can uh, shape, uh, you know, what time the game will no, be by no. sending out vibes into the... It couldn't hurt. <laughs> okay. It couldn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard theories about that, that people think, you know, your thoughts can generate something out into the... Oh, man, if I could Jedi mind trick my way uh, through the NBA schedule, the Jazz would play every game at 3 p.m. It would be home in time. Well, I should move it up a little more. We can bump it up. Yeah, let's get uh, home for dinner. The game will start at 1. At 1. Adam Silver. The game will start at 1. Not I thought that there. only worked on the weak mind. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, Bob Casper joins us coming up next. Our friend Tim from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Uh, say that again there, Tim. Let's just not have it on Sunday. I hate it. Are you busy on Sunday? Uh, some church obligations. You know how it goes got, sometimes. Got we, some going we have on. season. You know, I we have season tickets that we share with all the employees, and you know, all the employees get to go to the games. I purposely never go to a game during the regular season because. Selfishly, I may or may not want the playoff tickets. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I, I, I get the Sunday thing. I honestly don't know why they don't do more Saturday afternoon games, even during the regular season. I think yeah, Saturday afternoon games are awesome. Uh, you know, it's just a personal thing. But, you know, personally, I won't. I, you know, I won't attend. And so yeah. it's kind of kind of sucks to pay for a game. But, but we'll find someone will use the tickets for sure. Well, didn't he, uh, Larry Miller didn't go to the Sunday playoff games, right? Uh, well, he used he? to hang out in the tunnel, though. Is that I'm what not he, sure is that what the he difference did? was. Yeah, but, I, don't <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just like to picture Larry driving around listening to it on the radio or something, you know, like <laughs> nervously looping the block. He did that. Did he? Well, he did that uh, He did that with the, with the shot with Stockton. Of course, it was in Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was driving around. And he was nervous. He was so he was sitting in a parking lot outside a restaurant. So huh. like, wow, well, how about that? Well, but playoffs are here. That's great. Hey, There's nothing it, better than a playoff jazz game. You know what, what? Isn't this the first time ever they've got the sole yes. best record ever? I mean, these are. This is a fun time to to be in Utah again. Look, the last time <laughs> that I, I, you know, I'm a huge Bronco fan and obviously a Jazz fan my whole life. Well, the two years the Broncos went to the Super Bowl and the two years the Jazz were in the finals, I was off doing some service work, so I missed both. So no opportunities for me to be invited to any of that. So this better well, be our year. You know what that means? It means you need to go do more service. Hey, well, all right. I, I don't know if, if Tim's <laughs> quite. How old do you have to be to take that second mission? What oh, is that? You can. You can. Anytime. You, yeah, you can do that anytime. Sorry, Tim. You got to get your calling. No, I'm good. Man. Hey, I've got my kids doing that now. So I've done <laughs> well, that. There you go. Maybe it's a generational thing. That'll work. That'll work. Maybe that's right, right? We'll see. Anyway, no, it's it's exciting. It's fun. You know, it's it's a good time to be a sports fan. And you know, college football just around the corner. I mean, look, we just the FCS just had this national championship on Saturday. And, you know, Weber State did really well at Southern Utah. Where, you know, I'm, I'm partial with my boy. Uh, we'll be playing in the fall. It's, you know, wow. it's, it's fun. It's a fun time. Yeah, there's no. Well, hey, uh, good segue. You guys here at RGS, you guys are a family-operated uh, business. Uh, been in the family for generations. Yeah, so we're a fifth-generation company. We, we were really blessed to have a big grand opening of our building here uh, last week, actually. And Hans and Scotty came, and we did a, a live remote for the grand opening. It was really cool. But we had uh, my dad was here. We had my sons, both of my boys, on the radio. And it was kind of fun to get, uh, get them all involved. But, yeah, so our, our, my boys are both the – my two oldest are the fifth generation. So we've been around for a few years. 
And to be around for that long, you have to, one, know what you're doing, do a good job and, and establish a referral and customer base. I guess my point is, you know, you're going to get taken care of with RGS. Yeah, you know, look, I'm not going to tell you that we don't screw up because we do. Well, you know, everybody we do. does. Everybody does. And, and if you if a contractor comes and tells you, oh, we never make mistakes, run because they've already just lied to you. Mm. Uh, it's going to happen. We are going to screw up. Um, we just try to make them minimal. But I think the difference between a good and a great company is that when a mistake is made, that they're going to take care of you, that they're not going to go anywhere. And one thing we really pride ourselves on be the fact that we've been in business for five generations is that we're going to take care of our customers and 50% of our business is from repeat or referrals. So uh, taking care of that customer is critical for, frankly, for the next generation of our business and for the, the next con- customer, because I do, I take care of you and I'm going to get another job out of it. So it's really important for us to do that. Absolutely. All right. So here's the number to call 801-280-3110. Go online, rgsutahsiding.com. It's on the outside of the house. They can take care of it for you. They'll do a great job. And, yeah, communication is key. No one wants to get ghosted by a contractor. No. That sounds terrible. Look, what's worse than calling or texting a contractor and waiting for oh. days and weeks? And it just happens way too often. Why, why is that? Uh, I'll, be, I'll give you my honest reason. I think the reason why is there's a lot of really good contractors out there that are exceptionally good at what they do, but they are not good businessmen. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that I just happen to be a good businessman that happens to be a contractor. And I feel like that's what we try to do with our family. And so so I think that's just what it is, is guys that are really good with their hands aren't always good running a business. And I'm not saying that's the case with everybody, but I think that is a general rule. And so that's what you get. You know, you're good at one thing, but not always necessarily. All right. That number again, 801-280-3110 or rgsutahsiding.com. Tim, thank you. Thank you, guys. Bob Casper joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bob to Rudy. Oh, he packed it with the right hand. Produce three all-stars. Check. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Earned the best record in the NBA in the top spot in the West. You are fabulous. Check and check. The regular season is over, and now the number one seeded Utah Jazz begin their quest for an NBA title. Let's go! When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every second of every game on your exclusive home. Welcome home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Bottom of the hour, Jazz update. The Jazz in the middle of some time off before they begin their playoff run. Uh, Mike Conley uh, was asked if the team will uh, be able to remain motivated for the playoffs. Well, I think it's very important. You know, that's one thing that we've, uh, as a team, have stuck to. And that is being present. That is being able to, you know, move on to the next play, move on to the next quarter. And it's allowed us to just be the team that we are, you know, at this moment. And even like today, like just telling the guys, like this doesn't happen every so often where you, you're the number one seed and number one team in the, in the whole NBA in the regular season. So enjoy the moment that we're in right now. Tomorrow, get to thinking about the playoffs. So we're just excited to be in this position. 
We know the Jazz are going to play on Sunday. We don't know who they are going to play against. The Western Conference play-in uh, games begin tonight. Game one will be the Spurs at the Grizzlies at 5.30. The nightcap will be the Warriors at the Lakers. That game starts at 8. The winner of the Laker-Warrior game will be the seventh seed. The loser will face the winner of the Spurs and the Grizzlies. The winner of that game on Friday will be the Jazz opponent and the eighth seed. This bottom of the hour Jazz update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Now here we go. The regular season is over. And the top-seeded Utah Jazz are set to make their NBA playoff run. Hear every second of every moment of Jazz playoff basketball. Right here on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. This Uinta Golf PGA Championship update with Bob Casper is brought to you by Mountainland Supply, Zions Bank, Black Desert Resort, and get some guns and ammo on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. All right, it's time to talk about the PGA Championship. Let's get out of the Zone phone. He makes the magic happen on Real Golf Radio every Saturday morning right here on the Zone Sports Network. He's our good friend Bob Q. Casper with us here on the big show. What's going on, Bob? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, don't ask me how, but we were, we were debating what your middle name could possibly be, and I went with Quincy. Uh, that's the cue. Uh, uh, what, what, what is your middle initial, Bob? Well, my middle initial is an R. R. Ah, okay. Yes. Ah, there you go. Bob yep. R. Casper. That has a good ring to it. I can get into it. Yeah. All right. It's actually not Bob. It's Robert. Of course. So R. R. Casper. Maybe that's what I'm going with. Do you, you, that's what do it you is. care to tell us what, the, what the, your, name, your middle name is? It's What's Reynolds. Reynolds. Is that no, a family it's name? It's Reynolds. Oh, no, like it. it was a really good friend of my mom and dad's that lived in the L.A. area. And my dad used to go and stay with him every year during uh, the L.A. Open. His oh. name was Bob Reynolds. And uh, so I was named after him, and he was the first owner of the Anaheim Angels. Oh, oh wow. how about that? that, man? That's cool. So that's, that's cool. who I'm named after. Bob, who's your favorite this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm. I'm liking Jordan Spieth a lot. Um, you know, he got back in the winners, the winners bracket when he won in San Antonio. Um, he played well at Augusta, finished third at Augusta, and uh, but you know, just had a just came off another top ten finish last week. And uh, I want him to win. I want to see somebody else win the career Grand Slam again. So I'm going with Jordan. That's the only only one he needs to get that. What's he done to to uh, repair himself? Well, I think it's just been a lot of a, a ton of hard work, kind of figuring it out on his own, and uh, and just uh, just continuing to forge ahead. And you know, people are that that are resilient, especially in the game of golf, that uh, that don't let things get them down, but but keep saying, "I know it's close, I know it's close," and they continue to work hard. Um, are the guys that uh, that end up getting through those slumps and coming out the other side. And I think that's where Jordan's at right now. Is that just the nature of the game, Bob? It is. It is simply from the standpoint is you don't have a supporting cast around you other than the team, uh, you know, your sports psychologist and your, your, your swing coach and 
uh, wife or significant other, um, your agent, that kind of thing. That's the only team you have around you, but there's, but not one of them is playing the game with you like you would have in basketball or football or baseball or, or one of the other major sports. So, um, yeah, it, you've got to, you got to kind of figure it out on your own. Um, allow yourself to, uh, uh, not get too mentally down, especially when you're playing in tournaments and you're not having any success and, and you move and you keep moving on. Bob, they're going to allow range finders this weekend. Yep. Good idea. Bad idea. What do you think? Well, I think they're kind of trying to figure out, um, if it's going to help with the speed of play at all. Um, it's, you know, it's a nice thing, you know, us amateurs, we, we just go out and play golf and we shoot the flag and we know how far it is and we go ahead and hit. Um, guys on the PGA Tour um, make it a lot more difficult than that with distance and wind and how far, how far to carry over the bunker and all that different type of stuff. And so it'll be interesting to see how they use it, when they use it, if it's going to make, if it's going to slow things down, but I think what they want to see is if it's going to speed things up. So, Bob, this is a long golf course, but tell us uh, what else it is because apparently it's got some difficulty to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a golf course that is definitely more of a kind of a links looking style golf course. A uh, lot of sand, a lot of waste bunkers. Uh, it's right on the ocean, which means that there's a lot of wind. Um, and they're expecting double-digit wind all you know all week, uh, all all days of the tournament. Um, supposed to be coming from the east for two to three days, and then it's supposed to switch around to the west. And uh, when that happens, it makes the golf course um, the the way they set it up change. It makes um, the way that the the players um, understand the golf course and. And look at the golf course different because of the wind. Some holes will be playing on the back on the back nine, especially the final holes. They'll be playing into the wind the first two or three days, and then they'll be playing downwind uh, on in the final round. But as you said, it's a long, tough golf course. It's 7,800 yards, um, and it's it's going to be a beast. A lot of guys are saying it's the hardest golf course they've ever played. And Bryson DeChambeau made that statement today in his press conference. Uh, he said this is going to be the hardest major championship I've ever played. Bob, I'm sure you're familiar with the cinematic uh, masterpiece that is Space Jam. But <laughs> in that uh, in that movie, the aliens are able to zap the skills out of NBA players and inherit it themselves, right? So if you had the ability to Space Jam uh, an ability from a, a pro golfer for your own game, what would it be? Like uh, like Bryson's distance or or Phil's touch around the green, or, or what What would it be? I, I think it would definitely be distance. It has to be distance. And, you know, and I, you know, whether it's DJ or Tony or uh, Rory McIlroy, I think, it, I think it would have to be distance. The rest of it you can work on, but the distance is not something that everybody can do. And uh, to be able to hit it consistently over 300, 320 yards is such a huge thing in the game and a huge benefit to guys that are playing out on tour so if you got length there's a lot you can do so bob every time there's a major we always ask you this question but we got to tony finau does he have a chance to win this thing of course and the reason i think he does is um 
first of all, you need distance on this golf course with the length of it, and Tony hits it way adequate as far as distance is concerned. He can control his ball flight. He can he can fly his shots down, and so into the wind. Um, that's a that's a huge thing. Uh, he he understands how to control his golf ball, and then he's got a good short game too. So I think all the things that Tony does well line up well for him to be able to play this golf course. Bob, thank you very much as always. Uh, we look forward to uh, your coverage for the rest of the week. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. R.R. Casper. Catch him every Saturday morning on Real Golf that, Radio. I think that's kind of cool when people are named for something or someone who has uh, been meaningful to the family in the past. Now, I'm talking to someone who's like Jake Scott the 10th. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're into family names. I, I, I was just thinking, like, if... What's if, your, if, what's your full name? Uh, I, I, I'm just trying to think of, like, a celebrity that I would not choose <laughs> to, to name my kid after. You know what I mean? Like? Like, uh, uh Gordon Monson, for example. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I'm kidding. But what would be a randomly hilarious uh, name? Like, Rip Torn? Rip Torn, Scott? <laughs> well, Rip Torn. Towards a great name. I still think Hanson Scott's the best. Hanson Scott. Oh yeah, you guys did that. Hanson Scott. That did that. That absolutely. Or butter. Butter was another milk. submission. Although I saw the beautiful Maggie, and I'm telling you, she doesn't look like Hanson. She doesn't look like a Hanson. That's mm -hmm. that's probably no. pretty good. That's probably a pretty good thing. All right, we have one golfer left in our you went to golf major challenge. Uh, so, 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. If you're the 12th caller, we're hooking you up with a golfer. If that golfer wins uh, the PGA Championship, you get the same brand of putter that that golfer plays with. It's all brought to you by uh, You Went to Golf, serving Utah golf since 1971. And uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say the it's, name. It's, it's a good one. Dustin Johnson oh, is the name. That is so call in now because he's got a pretty good shot. Yeah, it's he's so. got a good shot at it. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll get to the Not Sports Report next. Our friend Keith Smith at five. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. This is love Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got our friend Keith Smith talking a little NBA playoffs coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now it is time for the Not Sports Report brought by Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Uh, I got two things. The first one is real quick. Apparently there's a report out that airlines could soon start weighing passengers before getting on planes. That seems a little invasive, no? Well, apparently uh, America is getting uh, a little heftier and heftier. No. And, and that the average uh, estimated weight of the combined number of passengers has increased. I mean, well, it, it is erroneous now because it's heavier so, and they're not going to compel, apparently, at least the advice is not to compel people to step on a scale, but, but they have to, they were going to ask them how much they weigh or have them step on a scale if they were willing to do that. 
just to get an idea of, of what that number should be now. I like fat people. I do. I have a lot of fat friends. This, is, this has to be in relation to the, the skyrocketing fuel costs, right? I think it's more a safety issue. How would it be a safety issue? Well, they weigh baggage. Yeah, to know how much to charge you. Which no, to be... know how much they can load on. I've seen plane. parents who, let's just say, no, they hadn't always not. pushed away from the buffet table. It's about how much to charge you because <laughs> it, to haul around more weight it takes more fuel. This report said it was based more on safety. And who wrote it? American please. Airlines? <laughs> yeah, please. Okay. This sounds like another way to separate some folks from their money. Okay, I have a disturbing <laughs> second report here that really has me troubled. Uh-oh. You know, the Queen Mary is a, an historic ship. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a beautiful liner back in the day, and then it was a, a troop transport during World War II, and all this history behind the ship. Well, you know where the ship is now, right? Isn't it in Southern California or something? It's in Long Beach. Yeah. and It, it's, it makes an appearance on Arrested Development. Another, <laughs> oh, really? Is that how yeah. you know that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife tells a story about how she had a senior class event and it was on the Queen Mary, you know, probably with an old boyfriend or something. I don't know. I don't want to Jealous. get into it a little bit. A little jelly. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so apparently it is now used as a hotel and a landmark. You can go see it. Um, but it is deteriorating. As old ships tend to do. It, yeah. is, it is in danger of capsizing. Now, that 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 beautiful old ship cannot capsize. That would be a travesty. You don't seem to be as connected to the Queen Mary as I am. I'm not. I'm trying not to be mean about this, though, so uh, go on. <laughs> what, are you tempted to say why would anybody possibly care about this? Absolutely not. This no. is the Queen no. Mary. I know. It's- Johnny, will you please tell him the significance of the Queen Mary? He, it seems to be escaping him. That was in the Parent Trap, the the new one with no, Lindsay Lohan. No, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. That, that was the that was the Queen Mary too. I think wasn't the original Queen Mary. They yeah, have so we their wedding have another... reception on it. That I think that was a subsequent addition. There's a Queen Mary too. No, <laughs> yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe it's the Queen Elizabeth, too. I'm not, I'm not sure which one it was, but this is the original What's the Queen, Queen Anne? Mary. What's that one? That's a pirate ship. The Queen Anne yeah, is a pirate Queen, ship? Queen Anne I thought it was, was a type a black, of cherry. The Queen Anne, wasn't that Blackbeard ship? Uh, anyway, but the Queen Mary is deteriorating, and it has not had, there have not been repairs made to it over the past five years. Good. And the... Good! Down to Davy Jones' locker with it. It's a boat. Build another one. It was Queen Anne's Revenge, by the way. Okay. I knew it was a little more menacing than just the Queen Anne. <laughs> anyway. All right. Point well, here uh, being that the historical ves- vessel is vulnerable to flooding and capsizing, and uh, Long Beach needs $20 million for <laughs> urgent safety repairs to keep the ship viable oh, for the next two years. This is why California's bankrupt. It's seriously, $20 million bucks just to keep the, to the, patch a uh, hole in a well, thing afloat for but, two more years? City, oh, yeah, let city, it go the down. City of, <laughs> the city of Long Beach has already poured $20 million into it. Oh, uh, my gosh.
You know how many so, homeless people there are in Long Beach? Let's focus there, California. No, you guys have you guys have no respect for the preservation of history. You're right. I see, prefer humans. See, the, I mean, I, I get, get the money. concern for humans, but not at the expense of historical sites. Yes, at the expense of boats. See, Austin, this is what you and I argue about so often. There is value in things that you don't Take a value picture of it and sink it. Because they're old. Well, isn't what? this British history? Who cares? <laughs> you know, the Midway's in San Diego. Wait, Call wait. me when that thing's oh. about to sink. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts. Uh <laughs> No, the Queen Mary also was transporting American soldiers from the continent back home. What about all the other anymore. hundreds of ships that did the very same thing? Uh-huh. Not, not like this. Take a picture. Hang I it on the wall. I, 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 <laughs> I, I am throwing my pearls before some oh. wine here. I just, oh, well, man. Well, I, we're sorry. Oh, you're... I got a headache now. I got a headache now. You guys have done it. You have, you've insulted my sense of history, and you know how much I love history. When I think of the Queen Mary, I stand in reference. Okay. Well, that's, you guys that's, want her to sink! Well, I, we just don't care if she floats. That's right. There's a little bit, there's a little bit of a difference there. <laughs> well, I care, because okay. hope floats. That's good. All right, we're here at oh. RGS oh. Oh, Exteriors and Construction. Uh, Tim, let's let's change the subject. How about that? Well, I will well, say, I will tell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand with Gordon a little bit. I, as a kid, I've been to the Queen Mary and and the blue and the Spruce Goose when they were there That's at the, right. the museum multiple times, and it was actually really cool. See that? Listen See? to the man. So I, I now I don't. I don't know how much money we want to spend to preserve that old, but it was really cool. It was, it's a museum. I mean, it really is. It's, it's a piece of history. I think uh, Gordon should step to the plate on this one. He's obviously very passionate about it. I just, I just have, I've, uh, I've read about the Queen Mary. I've uh, seen documentaries. She needs about... you, Gordon. She needs you and your checkbook. Let her roll, baby. You Let her could roll. probably stay there for free. Oh my! If you stepped in, the only reason it. I don't like the Queen Mary is because my wife was dancing with other men there. Well, then sink her. Let's <laughs> let's get rid of it. <laughs> Torpedo that thing. Let's get it out of there. Here, I'll save you. Let's talk siding. How's let's that? Let's talk about siding. <laughs> let's repair something else. Uh, right? let's, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's let's talk some siding and gutters. Let's let's help you out. Well, a lot of people. We've talked about this today. A lot of people investing in their homes. We've been spending a lot of time there, and we realize, uh, and me included in this, just how valuable. You know, to our lives, our homes really are. Yeah, I mean, look, the homes are more valuable than they've ever been. Um, you know, like we talked earlier, the average day in the market right now is four days. I mean, that is just unheard of. We have the hottest market in the country, the lowest unemployment in the country. I mean, Utah is a place to live. So our, our homes are our biggest asset, not even a question right now, and, and they are appreciating dramatically. And so, look, you know, there's no reason to go try to build a, a home and, and uh, you can't even get one. Um, or, or can't get one for months. So let's just stay home, fix what you've got, and, and make, it, uh, make it what you want. And when it comes to that, you guys are the best in, in the biz, all about uh, taking care of folks, communicating, and, and give them the most they possibly can get for their money. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, look, one thing we haven't talked about today is, is one thing that we're really good at is, is, is just sitting down with you, finding out what you want, what you like, your likes, your dislikes, your color schemes you like, your color, your, the types of products. I mean, there's so many variables. And really, to do your exterior right, you need it to do those things and, and be prepared and sit and talk with somebody. Well, that's what our estimators do. They're not high-pressure guys. They just come, sit with you, 
and just listen and make a plan and put something together and then what they can even do is take do a computer rendering of what your home will look like with the products that you guys have envisioned and then once we've done that then we can bid it and we can go that process look we're, we're not going to push you or pressure you to do anything we want we're just here to help you and and uh, make your home what you want it to do and what you dream of here is the number to call 801-280-3110 that's 801-280-3110 or go to rgsutahsiding.com rgs utahsiding.com jump on it tim thank you very much thanks guys keith smith joins us next 97.5 and 1280 the zone